In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Well, on the 12th of January, 2007, at 8.57 a.m., the Washington Post conducted a fascinating experiment. They employed a world-class concert violinist and told him to go and busk in the metro station at Washington, D.C., Now, the previous week, this musician had sold out the Boston Symphony Hall, and the tickets had gone for $100 a pop. He was playing his $3.5 billion Stradivarius violin. And just a week before, a review of his music said this, his playing does nothing less than tell human beings why they bother to live. So I guess he was quite good at his job. Now, over the course of the next 43 minutes, 1,097 commuters passed straight by. Two people lingered for a few moments to listen, and he made a grand total of $32. The write-up in the Washington Post quoted Davy's poem, Leisure, which says this, What is life if full of care? We have no time to stand and stare. Now our reading, Ellie read to us earlier, is a much-loved carol service reading. Fantastic. And as Tim said, uh, the Apostle John is writing with poetic language to take us through the historical events of the first Christmas. And he writes this, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Well, I wonder, have you seen this year's John Lewis advert? It's become something of a, a tradition. It's very, very sweet indeed. The little girl there 
uh, spots the man on the moon through her telescope. And she's just desperate to contact him. And so there she is writing letters to the man on the moon, and we smile. And she writes one letter and climbs up a ladder and throws it to the moon. And of course, it falls short. She wraps one around an arrow and fires it off into the night sky. Of course, it it falls short. And then she thinks, I know the answer. I'll climb up to the attic. I'll fold it into a paper aeroplane. And she throws it with all her might. And it falls short. It's a very, very sweet advert. But funnily enough, I think it's not childish. If you look at it on YouTube, it's already had over 20.5 million hits. It is very popular with the adults. Why? Is it not because there is something about this little girl which resonates with each one of us? There's a wistfulness about her which we experience as well. She senses very deeply this world is not all that there is. And she wants to reach out for more. She's desperate to do it. Now, of course, what she's trying to do is impossible. That's why we laugh. As the soundtrack in the background says, it's over half a world away, the man on the moon. She's trying the impossible. But it resonates with us. Because the sense that this world is not all that there is, is a sense which is hardwired into every human being. Whether it's the astrologer trying to map the stars, or the astronaut trying to walk them, we long to reach for the stars and step beyond the mundane experience of our everyday world. Or perhaps we reach for the stars in a more mundane way. Maybe we're searching for purpose with a capital P. Beyond our everyday mundane, the Tesco's shopping, going to work, back again, the alarm clock goes, purpose. Or maybe we're looking for satisfaction with a capital S, satisfaction which lasts beyond the weekend. Or maybe we're looking for truth dare I say it, with a capital T, in a world which is just so full of ideas. Or maybe we're longing for that deep sense of belonging, being loved amidst the lonely London crowds. But we're we're trying to grasp for the stars beyond our current experience of the world. It's like that girl. And whatever we turn to to find the answer It always seems to fall short. Our philosophies or our therapies or the diets we go on and the fitness regime will go on come the new year after the Christmas dinner. It all falls short somehow, like that paper aeroplane. It falls short. And yet in our passage here, the Apostle John is telling us that we can pack our paper aeroplanes up. He says, we don't need to try to reach for the stars anymore because God has come to earth. It's not hashtag man on the moon like the John Lewis advert. 
Christmas is hashtag God on the earth. And he's brought everything with him that we long for. Did you hear it in the passage as it was read? He brings life with a capital L. That is life to the full. He brings that, the Lord Jesus Christ. He brings light with a capital L. Clarity in a world of misunderstanding and darkness. He brings the opportunity to call God, God, to call God my Father. Because he might call me my child. No wonder the Apostle John says that the Lord Jesus Christ brought grace and truth. He's the one we need. He's the one we want. And yet somehow, this Lord Jesus Christ is so, so easy to miss. We had it in our passage. Though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. And it's, it's not a lack of evidence, which is the problem. Our Christmas calendars and the churches on street corners and the carols we sing at this time of year and our consciences bear witness to evidence not being the problem for Jesus' existence. Incidentally, it may be news to some people here that there is hard historical evidence for Jesus' life and death and resurrection, but there is. It's wonderful. And if that's you, then can I invite you on our uh, big question series we're launching in the new year? You'd be more than welcome. But evidence is not the problem. That's not why we miss the Lord Jesus Christ. So why do we miss him? Well, some of you may have seen this card. I think it's quite amusing. Uh, Santa Claus is there and he's seeing this psychologist and he says, Dog, I just don't believe in myself anymore. And the more I read the card, the more funny I find it. I actually think it's quite clever and, and quite profound. Because it's making a gentle dig at our culture, isn't it? Our culture of self-esteem, where the worst crime we can commit is to undermine the self-esteem of somebody else. Our culture, which has so turned us in on ourselves, that we have to believe in ourselves, to find the hero within ourselves, as that great song says, to make any progress in life. And our culture says that if we're looking for purpose and meaning and belonging and satisfaction, maybe those things are found here. But that kind of culture is crushing, actually. I've met people who need the help that that culture pretends that it offers, and it crushes them. Because what happens if you look for the hero inside yourself and all you find is a coward? You've only got yourself to blame and nowhere else to look. It's crushing. And the Apostle John has the answer. He says, no, to those who believe not in themselves, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. John gently turns our eyes, our culture's eyes, away from our navels, and up to the Christmas manger. And beyond the Christmas manger, he points our eyes to the Easter cross. And he says, if you're looking for a hero, there he is. And he goes by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're wondering whom it is that you need, there he is. 
He goes by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're wondering whom we want, there he is. He goes by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As I close, the Washington Post concluded the article by writing this. If we can't take time out from our lives to stay a moment and listen to one of the best musicians on earth, play some of the best music ever written, if the surge of modern life so overpowers us that we are deaf and blind to something like that, then what else might we be missing?